What's everybody up to? <laughs> you know, just fucking getting wasted. Yep. <laughs> Guys and gals, welcome to Do Check This Out, a podcast by Hambone Relay. Speaking of Hambone Relay, we got all the boys online during quarantine. We got Luke Farrakhone, we got Jordan August, and the man himself, Mr. Mark Brown. What's up, boys? What's up? Nice. Hey. Holler. <laughs> Holler. <laughs> this is the top 10 of the 90s. We're going to give our top 10 favorite albums of the 1990s. If uh, you have a favorite top 10 from the 1990s, send it to our Instagram messenger. Maybe we'll go listen to it. But for now, we're just going to do ours. But today, maybe. I'm, yeah, maybe. Uh, today, <laughs> I'm not going to start. Today, we're going to start with Mr. Mark Brown. Mr. Mark Brown, what is your number 10? Oh, number 10. Jock Jams. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> never can you, can the, you the, hear the, the cat right now? Can you hear yeah, the yeah, cat? Yeah, I can hear the cat purring, dude. Yeah, the cat's got to go. That's fucking crazy. Dude. Holy no, shit. No, dude, leave it, dude. It's she's a, she's a fucking... Bro. She's a she's a dominant. Mark's first pick my, is the okay. Now series. My oh, number ten we're, is the Now back. series. Who, who are we doing right now? <laughs> Mark Brown. It's my number ten. Hey everybody, relax, okay? My number ten is Nevermind by Nirvana. Yeah. Nineteen ninety one. Smells like Teen Spirit. It it's kind of low. You put it number ten. Yeah, I got some other shit coming up. In Blooms on that record, Lithium. Great fucking record, man. I just I don't know. I love Nirvana. I was in a Nirvana cover band, one of my first bands ever. Just saying, played drums. What? No big deal. No way. You were in so many cover bands. It's kind of crazy. I was, was I? What else was I? In? Oh, I was in that wedding band and shit. And a Billy Joel band. And the Billy, jo- and the Billy Joel yeah. band. Well, I was in the Billy Joel band though. That's right, dude. Well, that's that's cool. Yep. Yeah, hey. So you played hey. drums, Mark? Horrib- <laughs> horribly. <laughs> horribly. Two, oh. Was it a trio? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. It was like two that's of my funny. high school buddies. And I pl- I played drums and we did like we just did Nirvana and it was terrible it was horrible, but that's, that's pretty my first, cool. That's my first band ever. So. Hmm. First band ever. That's my number ten. Nirvana. I like that. I love Nirvana, man. Yeah, they are good. All right, Luke, what you got, buddy? My number ten is Californication. Nice. By the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was debating between that and Blood Sugar Sex Magic, and re-listening, I think that Blood Sugar Sex Magic is the better record. But I listened to California Californication more when I was like in high school and early college, and it's got. I mean, I know every single tune on the record, and it, they're all um, really good tunes, and just like uh, I don't know. It's a good record. That was articulate, right? That was good. Very. I liked it. it was but what I, what year what? was that? What year did that come out? <laughs> um, was, was that ninety nine? Yeah. Yeah. Blood, blood, sugar, sex, magic is definitely more edgy and kind of raw and more aggressive. I think I kind of like that era, but it's not as aggressive as their like eighty shit, which is kind of insane. Yeah, right, I mean, but I, I think Californication right. had more of an impact on me. They went I more think, uh, pop and stuff. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I think definitely. blood sugar, blood sugar, <laughs> sex, magic was definitely more like in your face and definitely in the world of like pop contemporary stuff. It was out there, but um, Californication definitely had more more millions. I had more millions. Well, my number ten, not because of the millions, but is uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I think it's a great. Oh, baby girl. And uh, I do love that album. There's too many good tunes, and the drum grooves are awesome. It's like essential '90s. It's from 1994. Um, it's a fantastic record, and that's my uh, number ten. Red Light Special. They covered a Robert. They covered a Robert Johnson song on that record. So hot tamales. No. They're red hot. Yeah. Yeah. Hot tamales in the red hot. Hot tamales yeah. in the red hot. Yeah, yep. dude. It's a great yeah. team. All right. Jordan. Uh, my number 10. And Jordan August here from fucking Fishtown, motherfucker. 1996, Marilyn Manson, Antichrist Ooh. Superstar. <laughs> nice, buddy. I mean, I don't know the, beautiful, very well. the, the beautiful people. That almost made my list. That record, I love that record. Man. Who's so playing close. bouncing around the room right now? Then before and now once more, I'm bouncing around the room. <laughs> once again, Mark Brown. Is that you, Mark Brown? <laughs> I mean, I'm singing. I don't know. It's not playing here. I don't think. Unless my unless my wife is listening to Fish, but I don't think that's happening. I hear it in my <laughs> head. Holy shit! What's going on? That's a powerful drug you got there. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't do any of the I didn't do any drugs. Fuck. Oh, it's because of the... Oh, it's... Uh, hold on. I have a fish scream. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Okay. My bad. Oh, yeah. They're having like, a dinner was... in a movie. Yeah. I, I had dinner in a movie up on my laptop, and I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> um, Jordan's tripping. <laughs> that was super weird. That I was like, who's playing around with me right now? Um, Man, I'm down. You guys want to do four-part harmonies, bro? Do the round and everything? Yeah. Alright guys, we're gonna end this call. So yeah, uh yeah, fucking Marilyn Manson, uh Beautiful People, Tourniquet, Antichrist Superstar. It's a great record, man, for sure. I mean, what a fucking good record. That was like you know, that shit was scary. You know, when it comes down to it. That shit was scary. Creepy as shit. I loved it. They were fucking creepy and it was like but so real and so good and I loved it and that's my number ten. Yeah. All right. Very nice. I I don't know that album. You are. Oh, are we at nine already? Yeah, number nine, Mark Brown. Number nine. I gotta find it. Where is it? Oh, Eric Clapton. Oh no, I'm sorry. I lied. It's not. Uh it's uh Grace, Jeff Buckley. Mm. I have one word. Oh, hallelujah! Good one, hallelujah! <laughs> yeah, mean, it, yeah, fuck it, yeah! It's a great record, but that tune in itself, fucking just the way, his version of that yeah, song. Yeah, was that like 90, 96, 97? Uh, 94, 94. Oh damn! Okay, yeah. um, ninety four was a good year, baby. Grace, uh, so real, hallelujah! Great tunes. Eternal life is a great one too, man. Great, I just love that record, man. I love his songwriting and. You know, I don't know. And then there's a live record, too, that I have where he does Hallelujah, and it's so fucking good. Like, his version of that song is incredible. So, it brings a tear to my eye every time. So, Grace, it's been number nine. Yeah, Very no, nice. That, that, yeah, that's an incredible record. 
Very nice. Luke, what you got, buddy? Um, it's hard to order these, but I'll go with Relentless. It's Joey DeFrancesco and Danny Gatton. Oh, cool. Came out in 1994. Yeah, it's just like an over-the-top. I think it's such such a fitting title for the record. It's just kind of insanity throughout the whole time. Just relentless chicken pick and telly shit. <laughs> yeah, but it's fucking Danny Gatton. Joey, That's the best guitar player of all time. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. And then Joey being Joey, of course. And it's it's an awesome meeting of two worlds. Uh so what year? The, what year was that? Time. Was that ninety two, ninety three? Ninety four. Ah, close, but not quite. Yeah. <laughs> There's like not so much shit in there, like guitar player shit. It's ridiculous. And ninety four was a really good year. Right, right, right. Yeah, you called it. Uh, number nine for me is "Into the Great Wide Open" by Tom Petty and the oh, Heartbreakers. Good record. Nice. It, yeah. it was a good record. It was supposed to be just a Tom Petty album, and then they, he buckled and he got the Heartbreakers in there, and then he, they were all those tunes, "Learning to Fly," obviously "Into the Great Wide Open," "King's Highway," all some great jammy jams. Not essential Tom Petty, but it's uh, probably like my personal favorite. Nice. What year is that, Rob? What? That was ninety one. Ninety one. Wow. Beginning of top when of the nineties to you. When were <laughs> When was his first record? That I don't know. Let me or like around. Uh, Jordan might know. When did "Damn the Torpedoes" come out? Uh, we have the internet. Uh, it says. Oh, I'm, I'm looking up. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. Seventy nine. Seventy nine. Was that his first record or no? That I don't know. I just Hold up on. I'm, I'm just. Well, I'm looking up who produced. Uh, the album Into the Great Light Open. I'm just curious. It was... uh We're the worst. No, it's just self-titled <laughs> uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers in 76. Oh, okay, cool. And then You're Gonna Get It, and then Damn the Torpedoes. It was his third album. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. I like that album. I like that album. It's a goodie. Yeah. All right, Jordan. What did you got, buddy? Number nine. Uh, my... Jordan August here. here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, hello. Hey, how you doing? Um, mine is going to be Soundgarden, uh, Super Unknown. Ooh. Um, what year? Hold on. Uh, 1994, um, Black Hole Sun, man. Yeah, dude. Great song. Yeah. What a great song. And if you've seen, um, Pete Frampton in the last years, he has he has uh, been raging black hole sun an insult really fucking mad magical. Uh, he cut it he's been Hold doing on, Jordan, Jordan, you're cutting out, buddy. Yeah, we Try lost you. Toxic or just the poor he like plays everything else. It's really <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, but I grew up in a rock and roll like let him go. world. Uh, I was <laughs> like you know I was in rock bands, Spoon Man, Black Hole Sun. The day I tried to live, it's just fucking really good rock and roll, riffy, everything turned to 11. It was good stuff. Sweet, dude. Hey. 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 Cool. Cool. We cool. got you. Are you, st- no, are, you st- are you still there, Jordan? I, 
I'm yeah. I've been talking this whole time. I know because you, well, you cut out for a while, so like, you, I think you were still like it was like coming in and out, and you were talking, but we heard like maybe four words. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me. You want me to say it again? No. Was it funny? No. <laughs> I mean, we we got the gist of it. it spoon it in. <laughs> I'm you can say it there. again if you want. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> My number nine. <laughs> Jordan Hawkins here. Fuck you, Jordan Hawkins here. Fuck you. Um, uh, Black Hole Sun, Spoon Man, fucking suck a dick. Fuck you. It's good. Sweet. It's good rock. It's good rock and roll, man. Great record, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah, whatever. I'm not writing your shit down. <laughs> 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 All right, next. Mark Brown here. Number eight. Yep. Odelay Beck. That Ooh, is that's a good choice. Um, I I listened to the shit out of this record. Uh, I ha- I had it. I got it for like my birthday. Like I don't know. I was in like middle school or whatever it was, or freshman high school. But like Devil's Haircut, the New Pollution, where it's at. Um, and also. I don't know if we've talked about this, but Dr. Lonnie Smith has an album, Boogaloo to Beck, and it's all Beck tunes done organ trio style. Oh, wow. And it's That's fuck, pretty cool. It's really fucking cool. His version of where it's at is really awesome. It's so. like jerking you off for that. <laughs> great, great record. I love Beck. I think he's always been an innovator and a great producer and writer and great album. He's yeah no he's a genius he does I like he doesn't act like he is he just does a really good job. He's just Come fucking here. off. Cool. That's so awesome. I saw I I saw him. Um, I went to Bonnaroo in two thousand six, and he played right before Radiohead, and he started out his show with a live puppet show. <laughs> And it was like it was literally like this little like five foot wide box, and so like all the band members are behind this little box with their puppets up above it, and um, and you know like all the cameras for like the jumbotrons. It was like it was, you know it was like a hundred some thousand people at Bonnaroo that year, and it was like the most. I was like I was tripping on acid, and. And it was so fucking funny. Like, awesome. and I, I didn't really care about Beck. Like, I liked his music. And I was like, oh, you're cool. You do cool things, but whatever. And after that, I was like, okay, you're the real deal. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he, he's great, man. I, I've Beck. never seen him live, though. I would love to see him live. But... Cool. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know too much I'm, about Beck. I don't either. I don't know anything about Beck. It's on a great show, and he's always got a great band. And. I love, like, going when I went to college. I majored in music engineering, and we oh. a lot of a lot of the production stuff we studied was stuff that he did. Would you say? Blah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh! But like, like we stu- like we in production class we studied a lot of like a couple of his records and like, um, how he produces records and and just he's just, he's a genius, man, for sure. So, no, he's he's I'll definitely like us, man. He's very conscious of, of what he's doing and cares about the live band. 
Jordan, your internet sucks, bro. <laughs> Hey. There you go, buddy. Hey. Hey. Hi. This will be fun to edit later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're welcome, Mark Brown. <laughs> Dude, the last episode was so easy to edit. I I put two music buffers in, and then just cut out like there's some silence moments where like no one said anything for like 30 seconds. Other than that, I just yeah. fucking let it roll. It was awesome. It sounded good. Oh, there's that handsome I son of a bitch. Can't see you, Mark Brown. You can't see me? Can you hear me, though? Yeah. Cool. You don't need to see me. I'm fucking gross, dude. <clears throat> I need to make I sure the ghost doesn't either. get you. That's so weird. You're dude. you're in the, the dark dungeoness. You like, <laughs> well, you have such a dramatic look right now. All right? Dude, that's just the dungeon, bro. I got I got a horror movie on in the background. I got, I got my cat licking his balls right there. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I have a cat trying to, like, jump up on my... On my lap, but the cat's like, noisy fucking cat. This is podcasting gold, by the way. She's she's on the, she's on. I have this giant. Um, you guys know Love Sack. I have a Love Sack. I have a Love Sack. But... Well, we all yeah. Okay, <laughs> fuck you. All right. <laughs> you know, you know the ones that are bigger than all your fucking little balls, like the big, like the. The couch company love sack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a love sack, and it's right at the top of my <laughs> office. <laughs> Fuck you, uh, office stairs, and the fucking cats. Uh, just mainly just one, the brown cat. So I, I have black cat, brown cat, white dog, and <laughs> uh, the brown cat is always right there. And so she was like trying to get up on me, and now she's just on the on the love sack. She looks adorable. Dude, somewhere in there, there's a cold open about a love sack. We're gonna make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is week three of quarantine. We're all losing our minds one day at a time. <laughs> oh my god, Dude, I'm about to fucking bad. I'm about to call the quits. Like I'm <laughs> over it. Um, you call it quits. I'm about to call the quits. I I heard. I think when everything went weird, I I, I think it was we were on Luke. Yes, yes, it's my turn. Which this is seven, right? Yeah. Uh, no, eight. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, eight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So mine is Ginger Baker did a record called "Going Back Home," oh, and cool. it was in 1994, and it was a trio with him, Bill Frisell, and Charlie Hayden, and it's awesome. And it's a lot of tunes that he had put on his previous records with different iterations. Of people, so some of them I'm uh, familiar with, but he also does some jazz tunes like Straight No Chaser and That's Ramblin'. Cool. Um, How is his? I, some, I don't think I've ever like listened to his jazz playing. Is he a good jazz player? Like is he's he, okay. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I mean it's definitely not. Uh, I don't know, like real tight, straight ahead. It's like very, very, very loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very wide and aggressive. Um, but that's the way Ginger Baker is. Sure. Yeah. yeah he's, so it, I mean, he's always there's been... some really good Charlie Hayden composite. There's one called Spiritual that's really good. It's like a uh, sounds like a hymn, but it's a great song. There's some Bill Forsell compositions. Hmm. So that's a re- that's awesome. but the tune ends with this or the record ends with a song called East Timor, and it's very <laughs> pressed rat and oh, warthog does he talk does he tell a story in his cockney accent? yeah it's spoken word about like the meeting of african nations <laughs> yeah it's pretty is, wild is it, it's ginger baker doing the talking too oh yeah oh god yeah 
And so speaking of, hey, speaking of which, so last night I was listening to like I was going through like all the Cream catalog on Spotify, and I I've never listened. I guess I've never listened to Disraeli Gears all the way through because there's some fucking weird songs on that album. You know what I'm talking about? Fuck yeah, yeah. Like, some of that shit's like, uh, fucking bizarre, right dude. Like there's there's definitely some there's one tune where it's definitely Ginger Baker singing and the words I don't didn't make any sense. <laughs> I, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I guess that's every song, but. <laughs> Swabla or sla- oh, Swabla. and the rainbow has a beard. What 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 is that? Yeah, mean? what the fuck is that? Or a mustache? Or a mustache? A mustache? Well, yeah. then the last line is he changes it. The rainbow or oh, the preacher has a mustache. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's a great song, but like the lyrics are fucking retarded. <laughs> yeah, outside women blues. That's a good tune. Hmm. But yeah, I played so, that with you guys. Didn't I? Yeah, Didn't that's the song yeah. I played. So anyway, go, going back home is the record. Cool. Bomb.com? <laughs> Pornhub. <laughs> Who's up, Jordan? No, this is this is Rob this is Tate Rob here. This is Rob I'll let, Tate, I'll let baby Rob Tate girl. Okay. Number uh, eight. Uh, speaking for the year 1994, this is Ready to Die by Notorious B.I.G. Oh, fucking ride or die. So this has a bunch of great songs in here. This is actually my introduction to Notorious B.I.G. So like the big hits are on this one, like Juicy, Big Papa, uh, Who Shot Shot. Other one do come a big pop. Yeah, but but like bunch of great songs, and he's a great MC, and and that's my introduction into a lot of hip hop. Is you know the Tupac and Notorious thing, uh, and uh, I I like a lot of it. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> That's, that's it. A, that's a good one. <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah. Dude, wasn't wasn't he him and Tupac were like twenty three when they died? I don't know about the age, but that sounds right. Yeah. I think I was looking at that's fucking insane. You guys seen the South Park they episode? Were super young. They were super young. They were so rich and they were so young and they were like they were like the everything that was like you know, chart topping rap and hip hop at the time. Yeah. Like the California Love, like for Tupac, like that music video was like a fucking four million dollar music video. It was like was it really? A, it was like shooting a like a movie. <laughs> That's amazing, and, and it, it was, was a great a, song it, too. And it was uh, yeah, and it was it was a great song, but it was like a, a shooting a movie for a fucking four minute song. I remember loving that video, seeing that video come on all the time, like when MTV actually still played music. Videos. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I loved it. Yeah, California was like, love. Yeah, I just like I. I also like the, the like the talk box like or the synthesizer like using the mirror, 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 mirror. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know what the, the technical term is, but that's A what meow it sounds box. like. Mirror, 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 mirror. <laughs> 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 We've all officially lost our minds, and we're only at number eight. <laughs> oh God, I'm. So, I need to go outside so bad, dude. It's crazy. Um, I just um, want it to be sixty degrees so I can sit outside and just get some sun. Well, that's the thing is like, it the wasn't that bad too. for like a couple days. It was like whatever. Like I got this big backyard. Like I live in the city, but I'm really thankful and grateful that I got like a massive fucking yard, and like no one. You know, it's like a giant brick wall on one side, and no one can see me. And we, oh, cool! I can just like work in the yard. But no, it's like pouring down <laughs> rain. 
and it's like 40 fucking degrees and uh the dog won't even go outside to take a piss and i'm like yes you gotta drag his ass out i'm like go outside he's like no and i'm like i'm like what do you mean no and then he looks at me and he stands up and he uses his words and he says no <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, well that was weird. Come on inside, because now I'm freaking out that you just said no. Like, oh shit, no. He's like, no, no. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan you're losing it, <laughs> dude. You have no idea. I can't. I'm unemployed. I have nothing to do all day. And I'm like, oh, do I want to clean? No, definitely don't want to clean. No. Is that a dildo, Luke? What are you doing? <laughs> No, it's just a pen. It's oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's dude, what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> it's anyway. about the same size, though. <laughs> Is that your ass dildo? Yeah. <laughs> your ass dildo. <laughs> I, think they, I think they call that a butt plug. Dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, that used to dude, be green. We, that's the we we got... coming, coming from the guy that doesn't do butt play. Yeah. Oh, there's the ass. Dildo. Hey, look, that's what that's it looked like before. Ass dildo, yeah. No, that was oh, what yeah. it was before. Those of you podcast subscribers at home, this is what Luke is doing. That's an Italian ass dildo. The fucking red and the green, baby. You got it. Oh I feel God. like the Chow. listeners are gonna the listeners are gonna be misled from what's actually happening. Chow, Luke, chow, baby. Luke chow. is holding up a giant. 12-inch black <laughs> double-sided dildo. <laughs> Luke's now probably sponsored by Chow Dildos. Guess our seven subscribers were wondering. That's what Luke was doing. We'll have them on the Hambone Relay merch page. The uh, the Chow Dildos. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. It is. That's not a bad idea. We should also we a better that's name. Not a bad for idea. It. We should. Uh, this is. I'll cut this out, but. We should no, also, you want this in. We should, this is gold. <laughs> this is podcasting gold. We've all, we're all crazy at this point. We should try Zoom, see if it's a little faster, and we should try to bring in guests for these, too. We should try to like call in like a uh, somebody. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. So. Zoom, we've been doing um, Zoom dinners with all of Alex's like family, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm talking like 30 people. And it's and no, no issues at all? It's 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 clean and like there is a limit to time um there's they're saying there's a 40 minute limit but like we did this like happy hour with her cousin the other day with all the cousins mm-hmm. so it was like eight, 18 of us and we reached the 40 minute limit and it was just like her her cousin tara was the person that like hosted it right and it was like oh tara upgraded you know your time and she was like i don't know what you're talking about Huh. So I th- I think Zoom is just free right now. Cool. So so normally you would have to pay for like the amount of time you're online. Uh yeah for for an uh you know going forward after forty minutes you have to like I don't know what the price is but well, my, um, you can, the way we did it was that you can do Zoom but it's only a forty minute free trial and it kicks you off but you can create a new meeting for free but okay. it's just a pain in the ass to get kicked off every forty minutes so we did but, it like three or four sessions but every 40 minutes well, so someone else would really, make it yeah but but we did we did a zoom like happy hour and we didn't we never got kicked off and the our like our host was alex's cousin and she had no idea what the fuck she was doing and she definitely never paid for anything so well uh my wife uses it for her choir rehearsals and they definitely do longer than 40 minutes so it's yeah. there's a way to do it well i'll, I'll look into it next week 
or whenever the next podcast is. Let's, let's try Zoom and see how, see how it goes. Yeah, I, I have Zoom. Cool. I don't, but I'll get it, and we'll figure it's, it out. I mean, it's like uh, I, I have Zoom it's, it's a DMG, bro. What's that mean? Uh, that's just like a download. I'm fucking old, dude. Oh Jesus Christ! But you like, yeah. Oh, Is it my fucking turn? Yeah. Uh, what what number are we at? Eight still. Do your eight. Yeah. We're killing it, guys. It's great. This is podcasting gold, Rob. <laughs> uh, Jordan August here. Uh, here's a dildo. Um, hey, dildo. hey, Jordan August here. I got butt. seventeen dildos in my hand, and hey, uh, seventeen and a half. You can count your own. Yeah, that's right. And seventeen and a half. I got them all from Luke Farrakhone. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> Tell Mine. us your fucking. Pick. I'm really, Whoa. I'm really sorry, guys. Number, number. Uh, Jordan August, number eight, <laughs> 1992, Rage Against the Machine. Fuck yeah. Self-titled fucking album. Fuck you. Um, if you don't know about it, it's like not everything. You know. It's like all the shit you hate. Fucked your girlfriend in high school too. Hell yeah. Bomb track. Killing in the name you of take the power back, bullet in the head, know your enemy, freedom. Like this is like the only reason I was ever able to learn handbone relay riffs is from <laughs> learning Rage Against the Machine riffs as Fuck a kid. Yeah. Dude, like, Tom Morello, man. Like, Fuck yeah. Dude, Tom Morello, he's the riff king. It's just rock and roll. He just he's just got like Seven fucking tube screamers turned on the whole time. <laughs> That's all it is. Also, his shit with the whammy pedal and the um, he's got that cutoff switch on his guitar stop. too. Dude, fucking yeah. insane. Yeah, like his guitar. Then I, I guess they're solos. I don't know what you call them, but the textures yeah. and parts that he puts into it just adds to the whole aesthetic of like anarchy and fucking like aggression. But it's in such a unique way. Yeah, I mean, they they were a band way ahead of their time. It was crazy Definitely, that yeah. they were ever like a top ten, you know, like a Billboard top ten charting band. Um, yeah, because they were so against everything that was actually happening, which is like it was. They wonder- like to make like, money though. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, fuck yeah. Who, you know what? Well, that's what I'm fuck- saying. Fuck that. Who doesn't like to make money? I like they to make money. They sold out, man. They sold out. Well, they sold out now, and then their whole tour is fucking canceled because <laughs> no one's playing any wah, fucking wah. shows anywhere. Uh, yeah, wasn't there a big return to... Where was? Where were they playing? Coachella. Yeah, yeah. Coachella was number was date number one. But, I mean, they, they're doing... They're playing Brazil. Like, they're playing... The places that, you know, they were, well, they're not going to, but they were supposed to play the places that, you know, don't agree with what is happening in our country. And it's, it's like kind of crazy that they decided to do this. Also, the singer, Zach De La Roca, they couldn't like find him for years. Really? He was like, <laughs> they were like, where is he? I don't know. <laughs> and he was like somewhere in Mexico City or you know like or somewhere in Mexico like where he's from he was like hiding and just yeah. like you know doing whatever the fuck that he does like you, they couldn't they couldn't do a Rage Against Machine tour because they couldn't find the singer <laughs> what was the um, the side project that Tom Morello started? Audio Slave 
Audio yeah, Slave. That band was with Chris Cornell. That band was fucking Chris, great, dude. That song, yeah, that was a fucking yeah, good yeah, band. Yeah. I actually, I was a huge fan of I saw them once, actually. They were fucking great, dude. Did you, did you see them at the Spectrum? No, I saw them... Where did I... I saw them in upstate New York. Like, Canandaigua Performing Arts Center or some shit. Canandaigua? That it's sounds like Syracuse. Talladega, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I dude, I fucking love Audio Slave. Great band, dude. Yeah, no. I mean like I love rock and roll. You know, Hell there's yeah. there's you know, I can't I don't know. I love fucking rock and roll. Sick. Should we do What's it? their uh biggest tune in Audio Slave? Audio Slave? Oh, uh uh was it called Cochise or whatever? Or who wrote who wrote Rooster? You know that tune or Oh, that's uh, Allison Chains. Ah, oh, okay. That's Call a good song. Rooster. With the Jerry Cantrell yeah. and all that, dude. Yeah. That's a good band. That's Derek Houston's favorite it's band. Called Rooster. Oh, really? Yeah, dude, Houston, I think it's a good song, good. man. It's a great band. Uh, should we do number seven, Rob? Yeah, I'm sorry. We we really went. We went I think out we're there. still on number bored. eight. We're on number eight. <laughs> we're still on number eight? No, it and wasn't George. You're Johnson. up, buddy. Oh, no, you're number I seven. I did my That's eight. Right. My eight was Odalis. Hey, you're up, Rob. Who am I? Who, what was I'm, your, I'm losing just, it. What was your George number eight? No, I, got, I got Rob. I got Luke. Yeah, we're no, on we're, seven now. Right? Yeah, number Mark's seven. number seven. All right. Wait, Rob. who was Rob? Who is Rob's number eight? Because Jordan just went. My number eight was Notorious P.I.G. Was Notorious P.I.G. Oh, It goes me, Luke. Rob Jordan or me, Rob oh, Luke, Jordan. Oh God! Oh God! You're right the first time. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark number seven. Rob, you're gonna love this one, bro. Springsteen. Better be Springsteen. Sublime, 1996, bro. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> dude, I, I don't know, man. To it's not even that song, dude. Like, like fucking Pawn Shop and What I Got and Wrong Way, dude. I, I grew up on that record, man. No, I, I mean I can't deny you, know? you that. I used to fucking smoke all the fucking weed and bang all the bitches to that shit, fucking straight up. Caress me down, like, dude, dude. Yeah. That shit was like my my fucking eighth grade, dude. So I, I don't know. I love that. My my uh, my my band in high school. Our, one of the first covers we learned was fucking what I got, dude. And I sang that shit. So don't worry about it. You sang that shit. Yeah, I was the lead. I was the lead singer, bro. Oh, Large Jesus margin the truckers. Baby. Those are probably a bad band. Large margin the truckers, motherfucker. Ooh. Lar- large, 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 large margin the truckers. <laughs> <laughs> we were high, dude. Uh, yeah, anyway, but <laughs> fucking. Move yeah, on. I gotta find uh, Mark's singing photo. Go ahead, Luke. You have a singing photo of me? I'm scared. Well, I have you when you were singing in that band, and you're in an American flag oh, shirt. I fucking hate you. Oh Jesus oh, my Christ! God. Yeah, fucking Republican. Upstate New York Republican. Why do you Republican. have that saved in your phone, dude? Dude, I took a picture of it and said, "I will <laughs> I treasure saw, this forever." I saw it today when I sent you that video. <laughs> Great. <laughs> what, Rob? What'd you say? I said I'll treasure this forever. And I put it in my phone. I have to find it though. Luke, go ahead. Um, number seven. Number seven. Seven, baby. Uh, Rage Against the Machine, self-titled. Yes. Why'd you nice. pick that for your number seven? Uh, I think when I was starting to get into guitar, Tom Morello's name would just come up all the time, and I checked him out, 
and I remember thinking like this guy was up to something <laughs> different, <laughs> and it was like this is not this is not Lightning Hopkins or this is not like Phoebe King, you know, it's like some fucking crazy <laughs> shit. And I was like, and just like the, it's kind of it kind of reminds me of Sabbath with like the the riffs and just like the head bobbing and just like the fuck I don't know the aggression and stuff. So <laughs> oh, yeah. shit that I liked about other music, um, I liked about this. Fuck yeah, that's why I chose it. Good, good choice. Yeah, My man. number seven. The fucking riffs, man. <laughs> Rob, which Rob, which Eminem, got? the Slim Shady LP. Ooh. Oh damn, it's classic. You know, I don't even need to defend it. It's a great album. Yeah, and my name album. is... What? My name is... Ooh. Was that 98, 90, 99? The year was 1999. <laughs> yeah. It's a great record. Bonnie and Clyde. My fault. Rock bottom. Bunch of tunes. Uh, I mean, no, that's, that's like... I mean, that's his best work. I wouldn't say that. I do like... Um, What's the one that was like really poppy, but people... You got a bad rap. Recovery. I like that album a lot too. Yeah. Um, recovery. Anyway. Damn, that's that's. Uh, recovery is yeah. Recovery is a good choice, one. man. That's from 2010, but the Slim Shady LP is the one that he really blew up. And then he had the Marshall Mathers LP. That was really good too. What? And that's my choice. What? What's with the name Eminem? Or I don't have that answer. So his real name is Marshall Mathers, right? Yeah. Let's yeah, it's like his, I guess his on-stage persona. He has two, he's two characters, and they, like, put out different records under the same name. So, like, there's Marshall Mathers. He's got two Marshall Mathers uh, albums where he's, like, very angry and aggressive. And then there's the other side, which is, like, Eminem. It's more, like, towards, like, what he stands for. But he, he plays, like, another character, like, Marshall Mathers, that puts out albums. But as for Eminem, where that comes from, I don't know. He got his big hit rise to fame from that uh, 8 Mile album or uh, movie. Yeah, a it's a good movie. Artist on Eight Mile. Mom Spaghetti. Yeah, arms are sweaty. Knees <laughs> weak. Oh, so I looked it up, Mom guys. Mom Spaghetti. Hey, so originally he preferred uh, to be the the stage name M, the letter M, and M because it was his initials. M oh. and M. Ah, wow, and that's then, fucking dope. And then people just turned it into M and M. He they started spelling it differently. M M and M. M and M. That's a way cooler story than Hambone Relay. There was a drummer who was a short order cook. Dude, listen, listen, dude's dude's like this guy. He's like not in the band Why anymore. Why don't we get together and write like... a real story then? Because I don't have one, dude. Sorry, bro. I got nothing. Well, no, it's, a, it's a fucking too. dance, man. It's a fucking dance. Sorry. What is that, dude? Uh, my, uh... Effe- you playing with my effects pedals, dude? Dude, I got them all fucking. I know. I saw your picture earlier, and I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Fucking rocking out here. Yeah. All right. What? What? Where are we at? Who's up? Jordan. Jordan. Jordan August. Number seven. All right. It was my turn. Yeah. Oh, Jordan August here. Shit. Jordan August here. All the way from Fishtown, Philadelphia. Wishing fucking he was in Palmyra. Fuck. You know, no more Palmyra shit. My shit. Tribe Called You're Quest. <laughs> yeah. yeah dude, dude, I am losing it. Tribe Called Quest, The Low End Theory. So this like brings me back to last week talking about hip hop where I was really going crazy then and I was mixing up 
what was going on with hip hop in the fucking eighties <laughs> oh, yeah, and nine. The, the MCs were in different bands. Yeah, the MCs were in different bands. This was this was Q tip shit. Um I mean this was like I don't know, just conscious rap. Just really like yeah. really good beats, uh really good bass lines and 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 still like n- no different than like, you know, I'm not saying anything different from last week, but it's just like people that were fucking like harmonizing as rappers. Um but you know, groups of people working together. Um but speaking their speaking their mind, um, and you know everyone came from like weird low income places, and they all somehow like came together and 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 they just like just did really beautiful things, and it's like uh, it's really different than than rap music than you that you hear right now. Um, this shit is just fucking beautiful. Uh, check the rhyme. Jazz scenario, rap promoter, like there's so many good songs on this record. The whole record from top to bottom, fourteen tracks. Fucking listen to it. It's it'll it'll make you bob your head. It'll make you I don't know. Fuck good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I listened to the uh, first track today. I guess it's called Excursions. Excursions, cool dude. That cool shit is shit, fucking dude. hot, dude. That shit is hot. And it's a that's so a four good. that's a four minute track. Like you don't, yeah. you don't you don't hear that on a lot of rap, you know, like hip hop stuff. <clears throat> All right, Mark Brown, we're on our number sixes. Number six, you ready? Number no. six. No. Number six. <laughs> yo, uh, fucking lay it. Lay yo, it down. No. <laughs> I gotta find it. Oh yeah. Duh. Eric Duh. Clapton from the cradle. Oh, I forgot that that was from the 90s. 1994. That fucking record, I played that shit. My dad bought it for me. I played that shit so fucking much. It's got, it's got, um, he does, uh, I'm Tore Down, uh, Sinner's Prayer, Blues Leave Me Alone, Going Away Baby, Third Degree, Reconsider Baby, Hoochie Coochie Man. It's like all like classic blues tunes done clapping style. It's fucking, and it's an all-star band. I, I played the shit out of that record, without a doubt. So that's my number six. Yeah. All right, Luke, what you got? Um, I was gonna ask a question. Is that okay? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, I don't know that album that well. What's What's the? Is it like real produced? Is it? It's no, not a trio. Obviously. It's not is real it, produced. What? It's a. Uh, is Steve Gad the drummer? It's somebody big who plays it's drums. Ke- I think it's Keltner. Is it Keltner? I think I think it's Jim Keltner. Um, but it like it's it's set. It's a session band. They're great, and and it's like it's like a quartet. A Chuck Lavelle plays keys. It, it's oh wow, cool. There's two guitar players, so it's Andy Fairweather Lowe, that guy that plays with Clapton a lot. You know him. Mm-hmm. Um, I him, just know the name. It's him and Clapton, but then I think there's a couple of blues guys that make guest appearances on it, and then I don't know who the bass player is, and then Keltner on drums, cool. and Chuck Lavelle on piano, and it's like. Just straight ahead blues. There's no overdubs. It's very, it's, very uh, live uh, and raw. Dave cool. Bronze on bass guitar. Uh, Jim Keltner on drums. Richie Hayward on percussion. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then um, lots of horns. It's a. Uh, it's essentially that it's the same band plus the horns that he had for uh, the Unplugged show. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think he had that same band. I know. I know he had Lavelle, and he had and uh, the percussion guy too. 
What was his name, Rob? It was um uh, uh Richie Hayward. Yeah, Richie Hayward. Good shit. Luke, number six. My number six is, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's a Taj Mahal record. Cool. Cool now, John. I've never said it out loud. Nice. <laughs> K-U-L-A-N-J-A-N. Um, and it's kind of like a double feature record, I guess, with Taj Mahal and then this West African Quora player, which I'm not even going to, I don't know how to pronounce his name. But Cora is like a stringed African instrument. And I remember this record store in Westchester was closing. And I was like digging through all the shit. And it just said Taj Mahal. So I just bought it for like, I don't know, however much it was. But it's like a really, really cool record. And it's just got, you know, obviously these heavy African influences. But it's like retakes on a lot of Taj Mahal songs like Queen Bee and uh, Catfish Blues, which is not a Taj Mahal tune, but it's cool just hearing it in that context with that West Af- African influence. And it kind of like bridges the gap between the two. And it's kind of like um, makes them seem not that different. Or like you can tell that they come from a lot of the same place or like draw from the same kind of musical well yeah, or spiritual well or whatever. So I love but, Taj Mahal, uh, man. That's awesome. I don't, I don't know that yeah, record do you, though. Yeah, you should check it out. It's it's, uh, it's really cool. Awesome. Hey, before so. just throw this out there, sidetrack real quick. Before before we go on to, to Rob's number seven or six, um, Richie Hayward, the, who played percussion on the, from the Cradle, also Little Feet's drummer. Which, wow. I, which, I, which I didn't realize. I, I I was like, oh, that name sounds familiar, and I looked him up. Yeah, Little Feet's drummer. So that's really cool. Yeah. Hold on, I'm looking up the where is it? God damn it! God damn it! God damn it. Jordan August, God damn it. All right. I had to, I had to pee. I had to leave. You <laughs> pulled a Mark Brown. All right, so isn't Rob, are you up? Yeah. So I changed my number six. My number six is now From the Cradle by Eric Clapton. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. I bumped what I had. And so, I also I also switched my uh, my uh, my six and seven, so don't worry. Okay. Well, Jordan, you're up. My six is, is now uh, Mark Brown six. <laughs> Great record, Wait. it really is. Luke, you Luke, you would love it, man. You should definitely check it out. I've de- yeah, I've heard it. I've heard songs off of it from this record, but I've never listened to it in its entirety. His the guitar in the first song is so good. Fuck yeah, his, his version of "Tore Down" too. I used to listen to "Tore Down." Tore down, And I think Freddie King did that tune, right, Luke? You know, that's how I know it from. That's yeah, that's also how I know it. Anyway, who's up? Jordan. Oh, me? Oh, fucking Erica Badu. Baduism? Baduism. There it is. Were you waiting for it? Yeah, I was waiting for it. (laughs) I was going to see how early it came on people's lists. I mean, that's like... Better call Tyrone. Are we listening to the whole thing? Is that how we're doing this? Yeah, no. Um, I mean, on and on, Apple Tree. I mean, the whole fucking record is just like so hot. Rim shot. 
Rim shot, I know. Baby. Dude, you don't even want to know how I try to spell her name. <laughs> well, is it the basic white girl white? E R I C A. No, I was dyslexia. I'm not even going to tell you. It was just so off. All, all no. I got was the E. She's our Nubian queen. She is like everything I knew about like neo soul music as a young kid. So, like, I grew up in Baltimore City on the east side in the hood. My sister is eight years older than me, and she was listening to, like, real hip-hop when I was a kid. And we had, like, our bedrooms were, like, super next to each other. Like, just really shitty Baltimore City fucking row homes. <laughs> and I heard everything. And But my also, my father was a drummer, and he was playing, like, uh, like the Temptations and the Commodores and, and shit like that. So it all was kind of relevant. And Erica Badu was a big part of like me um, thinking about how simple a song can be. Like if when you listen to Erica Badu, like it's not she doesn't have eighteen parts to a song. It's yeah. like it's like she's got one really good chord progression. And a really good fucking beat. And she just fucking speaks. And I love that. And yeah, it, sure. and it's 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 good. And I and she did well, you know? I mean she she's worked with D'Angelo, like she's she I don't know. For me she's a real deal. Yeah. I had the same takeaway with a lot of that music where it's like you learn a tune or like a D'Angelo tune and it's like this is like a two five one for like twenty minutes, but it's amazing. Exactly. You know, but I yeah, was just nothing. you know it's... it's deceivingly simple, but it just sounds so fucking good and it's like yeah. the and less it's all, is, less it's is all more dyna- it's dynamics, you know, like yeah, you exactly. Build, you can yeah. build that two five one up for, for fucking ever. And mm. and you like that big snare hit that rah, yeah. and, and everything's just like fucking there. Yeah. And you're just like, okay. Okay, I'm right here. <laughs> I like that. I don't know. Awesome. I love Erica Badu. Baduism. I, it was like, it was like I don't know. I paid for a. I I bought that first pressing of that record for way more money than I should have paid for it when I was <laughs> fucking young. Like that that record was a big deal when I was you know when it came out, and uh, it's still a big deal now. It's um. I'm still a big fan. I got to photograph her. I won an award for a photo that I took of her in 2008 or 2009. I photographed her in Baltimore. Oh, wow. She had like $30,000 worth of fucking gold chains. Oh, my God. She was wearing like 30K worth of gold chains on her. And uh, I was in the photo pit. We were, everyone's like, there, there was like 18 people in the photo pit. And we're all fighting over this like, you know, her centered front scenario. And I don't know how the fuck I did it, but I got center and she put her hands out like full, like Jesus Christ (laughs) fucking (laughs) situation. She put her fucking hands out and I took this picture and I, I posted it to a couple different websites and I won a couple awards for this one photo. And 
I'm it's still not allowed. I'm not allowed to sell it because she owns it. <laughs> <laughs> can I? Uh, have, can I find it? Yeah, it's on my. It's on my website. You should post that shit. I mean, I, I I can post it. I just can't like sell prints, sell prints of it. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm looking for Eric. Well, you're. Can looking... I? S- no good. What? What's up? Yeah, I'm looking for it. No, I can't find it. I give up. Mark Brown, number five. Number five, baby. Rage baby. against the machine. Rage against the machine. There it is. There it is. Enough said. It's already been talked about. Great fucking record. Tom Morello. Love that shit. Drop the nice, dude. I love Real that nice. we... I, I love... We're like... We're all connecting. You know? We are, man. I love it. It's great. I, Who's up? All right, so... Lukey. I'm up. Lukey Pookie, number five. Wow, that's a good picture, Jordan. My number five, you say? Yeah. Uh, oh wow, that is a good photo. I was young, man. I was a I was a little boy when I took that photo. I'll post that photo in the show notes. So yeah, see. no, please, please do. All right, who's up? Did I, did I ever tell you my story about how I got hired <laughs> to do a fucking tour for her, and then she fired me because I was white? Yeah, I, I remember that story. La- I thought that was Lauren Hill. Oh no, also Lauren Hill. <laughs> they both did it. I've been hired. I've been fired twice because <laughs> I'm wow. white. Cut all this out of the. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that's how J.R. Robinson got fired from, or not asked to be a part of Michael Jackson's tour because he was white. He played on all the hit. He played on all the hit drum parts, drum tracks for Michael Jackson, and uh, they wouldn't hire him for the live band because he was white. Because he was white. Damn. I mean, it's you know, it's crazy. You know. Fucking. All right, my number allegedly. Six. Right, it's number six. Five, uh, seven. number five, bro. Uh, number five is. Uh, I guess it. Okay, it's never mind. By Nirvana. Hell yeah. Um. You got a particular favorite I, track? I feel like every track on here is like. The quintessential Nirvana. I mean, they only did three albums, right? I think. That I don't know. Yeah, it was this one and then In Utero, and the one before this was the one in the 80s that I forget what it was called. Well, do you include the acoustic out? You don't include the the acoustic record? Yeah. Well, I guess studio records are three, but obviously there's at least four of them. Did you know they they had two guitar players at one point? I didn't know that. Did you guys know that? No, I didn't. They had the guy from. Uh, I just saw a video today. They had the guy from the Smart, um, Smart, uh, from the Foo Fighters. Oh, so so did you did you see the Dobbs video of them playing at Legendary yeah. Dobbs? No. Yeah, well, yeah. When when Kurt Cobain like throws down his guitar and he just screams into the fucking microphone. <laughs> yeah. Have you? Uh, yeah. It's uh, Luke. Have you seen it? I haven't seen that you video. No. So there's there's a. I meant to say this earlier too. There, there's a video of Rage playing. Dobbs before they were big too. I've seen that. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But there's one of Nirvana. They had two guitar players. It was like Damn. they were huge. Yeah, right. Uh, Nirvana had the 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 weird blonde guy from the Foo Fighters. That's I did not know that. That's who it was. That's crazy. That's awesome. I think I think it's from the Foo Fighters. You, yeah, you be right. Yeah, I don't know. 
I just yeah. know I was like I was like who's 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 this guy? This isn't Nirvana. Oh well, yeah, that's what I was like. I saw this video. I saw this video today, which is funny that we're even talking about it. Where Kirk Cobain just throws his fucking guitar up in the air <laughs> and just like lets it fall on the ground, and then he just stands in front of the fucking microphone, but the whole band is still playing behind him. And then, but there's like a second guitar player that's like you know carrying the tune, and then it's like the song like really picks back up, and the drums come back in, and he just fucking screams into the microphone. That's fucking <laughs> like, rock and roll right there. Dude. Like, dude, like straight up the most rock and roll shit I've ever seen. <laughs> it was it was so fucking rock and roll. That's awesome. That's and awesome. and everyone was like, oh fucking Kurt Cobain, and, and but I was like. How is no one talking about this other guitar player? Yeah, I didn't even know they had another guitar player uh, until I saw that Dobbs video. I was like, "Oh fuck, who's this?" Fucking rock and roll, dude. Good, good, uh, reminds me of the time that they uh, that to- they told me there was a piano player on the bridge. Ah, uh, like, there's a piano player on the bridge. <laughs> what? People still don't know there's a piano player. <laughs> no, everyone's still very confused about that. <laughs> All right, here's my number five. It's Tom Petty's Wildflowers. Ooh, um, I had a feeling that was going to be on your list. It, yeah, my um, I was looking at my list and I was like, I think I'm going to divide myself from everyone else because I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't know a lot of like '90s music when we were in the '90s. I was kind of still stuck in the '70s, mm-hmm. but like lately, That's I've been kind of, yeah, <laughs> kind of got back into the like the '90s. And this record's also from '94. Like as you don't know how it feels. Time to move on. Wildflowers, you wrecked me. They're all hits. Um, Honeybees on here. Um, the bridge song. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's it. That's it for me. That's my number that's good five. It's going. Jordan, number five. We got uh, number five. Jeff Buckley, Grace. Fuck yeah, great record. I mean that I remember being in New Orleans when I was like 18 years old and and listening to this record um and being and like I was in a band and we were like you know like on tour and we were playing in New Orleans and we were listening to this record like all tour and that was like our thing was like listening to Jeff Buckley and we were like oh the Mississippi River and this whole like New Orleans thing, and it, I don't know. This this record was very influential to lyrically my inspirations, and definitely like uh, chord choices and like little nuances where with like pull offs on chords as a guitar player. Um, Jeff Buckley's uh, and obviously Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, ver- I, the way he sings I, that shit is amazing, dude. Yeah, I, I I play that every every year like for since like my friend uh, Lee Gersley passed away and we started doing the show for him. We the first year we did um, Hallelujah and I was just gonna do it by myself and the whole band Jordan August band was like nope, I need to be a part of it somehow and I was like well shit this is just like a guitar song the way I'm going to play it and the whole band kind of came together and just like made it this big orchestral thing. And, um, it's, you know, uh, Jeff Buckley is, is a big part of my musical songwriting. Hell yeah. 
How did he 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 drown in, in a swimming pool or something? How did he die? You know, it was like something. Miss, it was tragic, mi- right? Mississippi River. Mississippi River. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 walked out there and. Did he kill himself or did he just? Was he... They they don't really know, I guess. But I mean, right. he walked out into the river and he never came back. Wow. Jeez. You know. Great writer, man. Great great guitar player. Great singer. And he and he was he was another he was a young guy. Yeah. Was he in the Twenty Seven Club or whatever? Yeah. Was he? Yeah, he was in. Uh, he was in the Young Guns. All right. So hey, before we do number four, I forgot to bring this up. You want me to do the Hall of Fame for, for the yeah, do it seventies real quick or eighties real quick? Yeah. So there weren't that I, many. Let me. Let me. You you say that. I'm gonna go. I need to go grab a charger real quick. Do it up, bruh. All right. Can All you right. bring me a beer, Jordan? <laughs> yeah, I'll grab you a beer. Right, dude. It would take you ten minutes tops. Right, Did right he... over here. We got time. There's only there's only five. There's only six Hall of Fames. So, ride fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So the Hall of Fame for the 1980s episode added to our and, and Rob. We should do a post with like all of our Hall of Fame albums at some point. Dope, dope. Let's do it tomorrow. Cool. Or do you want to wait till we're done with all of them first? Or oh yeah, sure we can do that. Or, yeah, or, or we can do them like we can do one decade at a time. Like this week we'll announce our '60s Hall of Fame, next week our '70s or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we, we have works all for me. the time in the world. Whatever. Um, so here, so here's our Hall of Fame: ACDC, Back in Black, Purple Rain, Prince, Graceland, Paul Simon, Texas Flood, Stevie Ray, Appetite for Destruction. Uh, Guns N' Roses and Joshua Tree by U2. Nice. That's, our, that's, that's it. That's our Hall of Fame for the 80s. It's that's, pretty solid. Those are solid yes. Hall of Famers. Yep. You know what I... There's what, been no or very little jazz records since the 60s or 70s. Well, I, what, I don't even know many jazz records like in the 80s. Well, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. You Me know? too. But I, I know, there were a lot from us in the uh, 60s for sure. Yeah, there were for sure. Yeah. In the seventies, I mean, like we all like those records, but if we were talking about pivotal records in our development, I I wouldn't like Miles made my sixties and seventies, but like I can't think of another jazz artist that like was that influential to me, like top ten, like art album wise. Yeah, I, sure. Yeah. yeah, from from what from that era? From, just well, I mean, from like from like the the 80s on like yeah, sure but that's just like a like a personal thing you know i'm sure that somebody can come on here and just whip out their dick like <laughs> look at all this brand for marsalis yeah yeah do you, do you guys listen to cedar walton at all you heard him keyboard, i know the name he's a keyboard player i so i was going i have got a I, I got like a box of vinyl at like a yard sale like a couple years ago i was going through it last night listening to records and i have a cedar walton album it's, the name of the album is called animation so check it out if you guys it's on spotify but animation animation cedar walton and it's like latin funk jazz but it's like That's pretty, it's pretty fucking cool like the band we call pretty, that shit lunk lunk it's, it's pretty good man like like i was really impressed like it, it jams like the grooves are fucking tight and like he plays like roads a lot on the record it's really really cool um so anyway, yeah, and I had never even heard I I like I heard his name, but I didn't know what instrument he played or who he was. 
and it's a great record. So check it out if you guys get a chance on Spotify. What year? Uh, it's in the I think it's eighties or late seventies. I'm not sure, cool. but it's really cool. Good record. Anyway, we did the Hall of Fame. Jordan, did you hear the Hall of Fame? You want to hear it again, real quick? Do you care? <laughs> uh, no. I mean, I do. I, I do care, but I'll listen to it when you when you post this. Let's move on. Yeah, let's number, move on. Number four. Am I up? Is it me? Yeah. Um. Yeah. My, yeah, bro. My number four. My number four. Blood, sex, sugar, magic, red hot chili peppers. Uh, so I made the Hall of Fame. That's a Hall of Fame. Is that three of us had that or two of us? I think two of you. Yeah, I I picked Californication, okay. but it's great. I think great I like I like Blood Sugar Sex Magic better. Now, yeah. I don't know. I picked that, them both. Well, yeah, it's it's you and Rob right now for for Blood Sugar. sugar oh no, sex, I never. Magic. I, I didn't pick that one. So is it just me then? Who did? Yeah, I thought somebody I thought, else did. I thought, I thought you Rob, did. Jordan. I thought you're number ten. Yeah, that was your number ten, Rob. Oh yeah, it was. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm so tired. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, my spreadsheet's fucked up. <laughs> cool. Well, that, well, that's we've already talked about it. So that that's my number four. So. Okay. I like how when we get to the top five, we've already pretty much talked about a lot of these records. So it's like it's fu- it's kind of funny. Drop yeah. it. Right. Yeah, it is funny. Rob, you're up, bro. Or Luke. Luke, you're up. I don't know. Luke's up. <laughs> um, I guess, I don't know. It's tough because I'd probably put Californication and Blood Sugar Sex Magic both in the top ten, but I only put one. But anyway, I don't know. This record I had, uh, this record, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're killing you, it, bud. Use your words, brother. <laughs> All right, this is Vaughn Brothers, so Stevie Ray and, and Jimmy Vaughn oh, family cool. style. That's cool. And the album's kind of derivative of like Stevie's shit, and it's a little hokey. But it, I don't know. It's cool to hear them play together. And I just learned that Nile Rodgers actually produced it, which makes so much sense now. Hmm. But there's what's, one tune that what's the, the telephone record song. Called? Family style. Family style. And what year was it? 99. Oh, 90. 90. Oh, a yeah. little cuspy. Oh, a little right cuspy before, record. Right before he died. Yeah. But it's cool to hear them play together. I'm a big Stevie Ray fan and a Jimmy, Jimmy Vaughn fan. Uh, and it's interesting to hear him play in this context that's a little different than their like, straight-up blue stuff. Hmm. Um. It's cool that Nile Rodgers got has his uh, fingerprints on it. So, cool record. That's dope. My number four is, even though I hate this artist because apparently she's a giant C-word. And, yeah, uh, Robert Glass. It's N-U-C, bro. Uh, It's not. Robert Robert Glasper talks about her a lot, but it's the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a it's a fabulous album. Like to Zion, Lost Once. It's a great album. But every interview with like ex band members or producers, like she's a bitch, and apparently she stole all the material. And oh, she's a fucking yeah. asshole. But like, it's a really great album, you know. And I can't I can't exactly be mad at it. So awesome. No, I'm mean, that's that's like a, a it's like a perfect record. It's on my uh, excuse me. It's on my um. Not top mentions. ten, yeah. Honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. 
It should this be an honorable like, mention Hall of Fame. Dude, the the, <laughs> the the 90s for honorable mentions was my heart. It was like my most, like, it was the biggest one. Really? For, for the 90s, yeah. I bet. I bet it's a massive. At the end, you got to let us know who's on there. Yeah. All right. Who's up? Jordan August. Am I on number four? Yeah, buddy. All right, here we go. 1994 Green Day Dookie. Fuck yeah, dude. Right? Fuck yeah. I mean, come on. When I come around, fucking basket case. Dude, just no, like, it's a fucking 14-track album. Every single song is fucking good. But, you know, Longview, Welcome to Paradise. Mm basket case when i come around when i come around those are fucking billboard number ones to the day you die fuck yeah dude that's the good shit right there dude was that their first record or did they have one before that um uh no this is this was their third studio oh wow and but it was their major label debut that was their like blow up this is the blow up yeah when I come around, you, da, da, uh. da. You know what's amazing? I went and saw Green Day at the um, the uh, the BB&T, whatever it's called now, in Camden. Oh, really? oh yeah. Because my like two also or three years still ago, still called BB&T. <laughs> my my roommates had an extra ticket, and I went. And I've never bought a Green Day record or listened to them intentionally. You know, I just hear it like it's on the radio or whatever, right. and I knew every single song that they played all night, which is pretty. I was like, "That's fucking amazing!" It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. That's that's how yeah. it was for me with with Tom Petty, and I I went and I went to Bonnaroo two thousand two thousand five or two thousand six, and Tom Petty was one of the headliners, and I was like, "Eh, whatever. I don't really fucking care about Tom Petty. I'm gonna go back to the campsite. I'm gonna eat ravioli and fucking chill." And but we were all like tripping on acid, and we're sitting. We can hear the stage from the campsite, and we're like, "Ugh!" And I I was singing all the songs, and I was, I never listened to Tom Petty in my life, but I was singing all of his songs, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, it's it's the same thing. It's that's iconic music, and Green Day is iconic music. Fuck yeah! Yeah. yeah. It's and and all their rec- I mean from Dookie on like that there's at least one or two hits off of every record like that you know and they, they play them on the radio you but, hear them and you're like that's fucking Green Day you know, and it, you know it, all the words how cool is the fucking Dookie record cover though oh it's awesome it's yeah. such a cool illustrated like I don't I don't I wish I knew the artist offhand I feel like a dick that I don't but yeah, I can look it up. I had that uh, shit on cassette tape, and I wore. I also out. had it on cassette tape. I also <laughs> had it on cassette tape. I used to play it. I had a fucking 1983 Dodge G30 conversion <laughs> van, dude. Nice. Used to do all all the fucking in that conversion van. Wow. But yeah, I I, I don't know who did the yeah, the artwork, but it's it's such a good album cover. And it, it's it's got to be like a surf rocker, dude. Cool. 
on iTunes I'm here. and Stitcher. Oh wait, and you're yeah, you're like right back in. Yeah, sorry, sorry. So apparently I had like fifteen windows open on my browser plus FaceTime. Plus there was so much fucking big dick on your browser, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I had giant fat chode just right in my face, dude. <laughs> Cold open. Holy shit. Oh, I fucking love it. All right. Anyway, sorry. So, do I was looking up the Doogie artist. And I never got there because my computer crashed. So sorry, but it's I'll, okay. I'll insert a little thing it, it, right it, here. It, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. But well, I was curious. But it's cool. Uh, so what are we up to? Number three now. Yeah, it's your turn. Uh, guess what? Dookie Green Day, ninety four. Yeah, nice. three. There it is. So, there it is. Hall of Fame, Dookie. I, we, yeah. we said it all. It's great, great record, man. For sure. All right, Lukey Luke. Dookie, you're up. Mine is Buena Vista Social Club. <laughs> oh, shit. Buena Vista Social Club. Rob, are you playing Candy Crush? What are you doing over there, bro? I'm making a post, bro. It's <laughs> up. All right, go ahead. Buena Vista. Buena Vista Social Club, and it was produced by Rod Cooter. He's on the record too, but he's basically down to um, trying to look for Cuba and got a bunch of Cuban musicians that really part of the scene down there. And the record's named after a club that was that had all this music and stuff. So he put these guys together and uh, filmed the documentary and um, did a record, and it's just awesome Cuban music and. I love Ry Cooter and he plays slide on it and guitar. That's awesome. Uh, and it's a cool kind of representation of what was going on in Cuba and it's an awesome record. That's but, dope. Yeah. I, I don't know, know much about Ry Cooter. I fucking Ry Cooter's the man. That's, He's cool as shit. He was big part of the 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 um the like the Texas sixties and seventies um I don't know, revolution of music in Texas. It's so cool. It's fuck yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I'll check this shit out. Here's my number three. It is Cheryl Crow's Tuesday Night Music. Wow. Nice. So it's, it's got like, um, I Shall Believe. All I Want to Do Is Have Some Fun. That's the big hit. I, on did, the, uh, I used to love that song. I don't, I don't know any other songs off that record. I used to love uh, that the song. whole album is like lyrically... I love it. It's like it's simple, but she gets her point across. And the great story about that record is she recorded it with like a, a band, and the studio wanted it, but the drummer was so bad they had to they had to replace all the drum parts. <laughs> so they had to call like Vinnie Caliuta to like try to overdub drums on top of the drums to to oh, make wow. them like blend and like feel better. But like yeah, dude, it, it's a great album. I highly recommend it. And uh, the drum parts are awesome. Steve Jordan does a bunch of the tracks. It's a great record. Oh, no, not Steve Jordan. Excuse me. That's another album. But still, Tuesday Night Music. It's a great record. Oh, we're going to get some Steve Jordan coming up. No, probably not. That's in the 2000s. I mixed the albums up. Okay. okay. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, Jordan August, number (laughs) three. Here we go. Smashing Pumpkins. Um... 
Melancholy and the Infinite wow, Sadness. Num- that's your number three. Wow, that's crazy. That's my number three. I love that uh, record, but it, I couldn't couldn't put it in my top ten. I don't think. Tonight, tonight, zero bullet and a butterfly muzzle, nineteen seventy nine. Um, probably the worst vocalist of all time. <laughs> yeah, right. We can all agree on that. Yeah, he's pretty bad. But good songs fucking, though, man. The fucking songs were so good, and the music is so cool, and the music is really unique, and like especially for the time, I think like. I don't know. It sounds like almost orchestral sometimes in their music, and it's just like really weird guitar parts. Um, so yeah, this is this. I mean, it, as a guitar player, growing up, you know, being born in '86, growing up in the '90s, this record was a big part of me learning uh, weird guitar parts and learning and playing with effects pedals and. Yeah, sure. You know, buying and selling amps and, you know, Jesus, so many fucking amps. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, uh, I think this is one of the best albums, you know, top 10 albums ever. Wow. Damn. That's so awesome, man. I'll definitely let check that out. Go ahead, Mark. Number two. We're at number two. Blah. Running uh, up the charts. Here. Blah. This, is, this was the tough one. This this It was between this and another one. But the other one got bumped to my honorable mentions. So this one is, my number two is uh, River Dreams, Billy Joel. Oh, wow. I fucking forgot about Billy Joel. And here's why. And here's why. I wasn't, this was, so it's kind of crazy. This was in my honorable mentions. And this other album was in my number two. And I swapped them. Did not see this coming. And I'll tell you why. Because even though maybe River Dreams was not like his best album of all time, even though River Dreams was was a huge hit, um, that album for me was a big influence on me, and I I, I played a lot of those songs, um, and I listened to that album a lot growing up. And in the middle of the night, and not, just, yeah, not just that, like like uh, it's all about soul, and uh, oh, what's that song? Hang on, I have, I have the song list. I can like lullaby. Lullaby is great. Uh, oh, no man's land is a great one too. Like it's such a great song. Like all the all the tunes are fucking awesome. It's, I love the production on the record, and I listen to that shit so much. It's like it had a it was a big part of my musical education. So it's my number two, bro. That's that's a, a solid choice. Solid choice. Lukey the Dookie, go ahead. Number two. Uh, Government Mule Dose. Ooh, that's a good record. Is man. My yeah, uh, nineteen ninety nine, and when I was looking through stuff today to pick uh i was surprised that 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 was in the 90s i I thought it was in the 2000s but blind man in the dark thorazine shuffle i mean all the tunes on here rock fucking hard as shit and it's just an awesome record and it's it's got that real you know 60s 70s type southern rock shit too that i like um and i feel like it pays an, an honest homage to that sometimes people can swing and miss with that kind of thing was uh, but i like meal was alan woody on that record or was it that after he died that was before he died right uh so no, i guess no, before he died he's got some writing credits okay so no danny lewis that. right no no key it was just like a trio then right uh there's definitely some production on the record i don't know what i no, danny lewis wasn't in the band yet okay 
No, but, there was uh, no, there was no random guitar solos and trumpet <laughs> solos. So here's the thing: like, I love Mule before they added a keyboard player. They did not need a fucking keyboard player. Nothing against Danny Lewis, if you're listening. I'm sure he's not. He doesn't care. But like, <laughs> he's gonna call you up. Yeah, <laughs> but like, they were such a great. Yeah. I love Danny Lewis as a keyboard player in the Mule. But hey, Danny, brother, love you. <laughs> don't You're take a guitar solo. An incredible musician. Don't take a guitar solo. <laughs> yeah, that that's crazy. I don't know what why they would think that was a good idea. But I I just feel like the band like forget the keyboard aspect of it. Just like after Alan Woody died, I feel like the band lost kind of an edge. You know what I mean? Yeah, they definitely yeah, took on no, a different persona for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's that's all fucking. Like I don't know, kind of dad rocky, but ballady, really good ballady southern rock. Yeah, I mean it's good shit, man. Um, but yeah, I I still love like I I hadn't seen Government Mule in a while. I'd seen Warren like in other you know uh, situations, but I I went and saw Government Mule at the Met here in Philly for their new year's run and it was fucking amazing i'm sure that's awesome when did you see that uh december 27th or 28th at the met so this right. year, this oh. past year this yeah this oh, okay. this new year's run was uh they they did the met and then they did uh a night off and then they did like two or three nights of the beacon and i saw the the show at the met and the Almond yeah. Betts band opened up, and it was fucking awesome. Was Ginty playing organ with them? G- yeah, and Ginty fucking oh, cool. uh, t- stole the entire night. He's straight. Shit. He's awesome. Straight up, like Almond Betts band stole the whole fucking night. G- Government Mule was really fucking good. They were super shreddy, psychedelic. They did two sets, like they did two hour and forty five minute sets. Wow, like. Like they were not stopping. Like I thought, I just thought they were gonna play one set, and I was like, okay. And then they're like, hey, we'll be right back. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Back in the day, man, when when uh when I was in when I was like a freshman in college, they they had this festival near where I grew up called the Speedy and and uh Balloon Festival. Speedies are like a chicken sandwich that they do in upstate New York, whatever. But like, so they had this festival, and Mule headlined it, and they played like like eight. Nine o'clock to eleven or whatever. Then they went to this club in Binghamton, New York, and they played. They played at like four in the morning. Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> and it was Warren. Awesome. Warren just wants to fucking play. Yeah, it's like it was crazy, dude. He's he's such a nice boy. <laughs> he's seriously. You, you, say like, that, you say that the Almond Betts band stole the show. Yeah, the Almond Betts band. I mean, they were like fucking top notch. They damn really. They, they sounded really good. Is, is that a what almond? What almond kid is that? The uh, it's uh, uh, Devin Almond, which Devin? is Greg's son. Devin and Devin then... Almond, and then there's a trucks. I didn't I didn't love the Devin Almond's Honey Tribe. Did you guys like that band at all? I didn't know that one. I didn't love it. I didn't like it too much. I didn't I didn't like his voice. I mean, he's a good player. I mean, the band yeah, was but, good, but well, the thing with like with the <clears throat> with the new band is that like. They did play a few Almond Brothers songs, obviously, that were done really well. But their originals were really good, and their like just throughout all the songs, their solos were fucking 
right there. Awesome. That's cool. And they all played together really well. Um, I just felt like it was a bunch of people that were really hungry to play. Yeah, sure. Like it, mm. it wasn't it wasn't about money. It wasn't about a legacy. It was like let's just fucking play. Yeah, right. And it was it was it was really good. And and my girlfriend Alex, like she was there and uh and she would she'll tell you the same thing. She was just like, Holy shit, like we we could have left after that. You know, obviously we wanted to see Warren and we wanted to see the mule and but I I definitely could have left after that. Like my my soul and my, my musical being was was full after uh Wow, the, that's some high Almond praise Bits. right there. Awesome. Yeah, no, they were they were really, really good. I've seen some video on Instagram of Ginty playing with them, man. They they look they're like everything's just like so high energy and, and everything is yeah. like yes. All it's it's nothing is slow. And like if they bring an acoustic guitar out and do an acoustic song, it's like for a second. <laughs> you know, like it's it's you're not getting some like fucking I don't know, six minute Melissa or something. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I mean I love it, Melissa, but that's awesome. No, and and I do, and I I love all those songs, but they are like they're really they're they're the new, um they're the, they're the I guess the next best, you know, Almond Brothers thing. Yeah, cool. brothers. Number two. <laughs> they're the next best brothers. Jordan, number two, bro. Ah, uh, number two. Oh, wait, I didn't do my number two, bro. Oh, sorry. I just let Rob be the host. I'm sorry. I'll shut up. All right. <laughs> My number two, I switched it. My new number two oh, is shit. Counting Counting Crows, August and Everything After oh, good, good album. album. It's the first record. It's a really great album. It's uh, it's although he get the the singer uh, Adam is pretty whiny in in the beginning of the album, but like all the songwriting <laughs> is clutch, um, and all the drumming is like super groovy. Guitar parts are very tasteful, not over the top, but yeah. Go, it's a great record, great songs. Go check it out. Perfect '90s album, what's from top the, to bottom. What's the big, the big hit? Round here. There it is. You <laughs> hey, hey, Rob, what what album was Mr. Jones on? Mr. Jones. Because uh, that, that was on their not, first record, right? Not the, uh, it is. Uh, it's the third track of August and Everything. Else. Oh, it's on that. Yeah. It's on that album. Okay. Yeah, it's on there. That's the other big one, but. Round here or a long December. <laughs> My dad used to so, hate that song. That song would come on the radio. So he'd be whiny. like, "What are they talking about? Hospitals in November? Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> <laughs> Pass the cocaine. All right, Jordan, go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, Jordan August number two. <laughs> Motherfucking Snoop Dogg. Fuck. Doggy style, baby. I knew it. I knew it. Dude, gin and juice, <laughs> Lottie Dottie. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great song. Man, <laughs> doggy dog world. I mean, this like, <laughs> I don't know. Like again, I had an, I have an older sister. She had definitely got me in trouble as a young kid, and kept getting me in trouble as a young adult. Hey, blame your sister, Hell man. Yeah. I'm not blaming my sister. I would have done the same shit, but I I, mean, I think she kind of helped me like find, I don't know, maybe some better music. But 
I don't know. Like, and then it, even there's there's some shit in the '90s that I was definitely playing as a guitar player that is not on my list, um, because I was just trying to like learn how to play guitar. But right, uh, but th- like this record was w- was a big deal. Gin and Juice still now. I mean, there's like some really bad bluegrass bands that play their own <laughs> version of Gin and Juice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I'm like I'm looking at, oh like oh the last song on the record pump pump, featuring Lil Lil Malik like, I don't know there's some there's some really good hip hop shit going on on this record. Damn, that's seven minutes. Yeah. Do you uh this is a bit derivative but if you don't follow him on Instagram you definitely should because he posts fucking hilarious shit. Who Snoop? Snoop? Yeah, doing it right now, dude. Uh, Dude, the funniest uh, shit ever. Dude, he's he is like, like I yeah, it's I feel like it's what we all wish we could be. Snoop (laughs) Dogg. You know. What was a? I saw an interview with uh, Will Ferrell, and he was like, when they did old school. He was like they had to. He wouldn't. He wouldn't come out of his trailer because he was getting high and playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> they had to just wait around till he came out of his trailer. I went to. I was at the the Rothbury Festival in 2008, and in Michigan, and Snoop Dogg was one of the headliners, and he he played like during the day, so it was it was like you know three three fifty to five o'clock or something like that so like 420 was right in the middle of his set time right so like literally the the time 420 comes and like they're in the middle of a song and and he's got a live band and the whole band just goes skirt he's like it's 420 motherfuckers <laughs> and like and so he's got like a dj too and the dj plays Pass the Ducci from the left hand side. Pass the Ducci from the- and and he has like these straight up like butlers, like these peop these men in fucking tuxedos come out with silver platters with a platter full of blunts. And he's just pat and and they're just passing them out to the entire band. And it's a big band. And he also has an entourage that is surrounding the entire stage. Like like 20 plus people and everyone gets a blunt and this is like 2008 this is not cool to smoke weed in public like <laughs> it's not okay and he's just like fuck it and everyone i'm talking 25 people on the stage just light big fat marijuana vessels and <laughs> And like, and they're just like dancing to the path of Dolce to the left hand, and like smoking weed. And I was like, "That's dope." I had a big head of dreadlocks at the time, and in my big <laughs> in my big bun of dreadlocks, I had a bunch of blunts stuffed into them because it looked like my dreadlocks, and I could get them through security to get to the show. Damn! So Whoa. all my friends were like, "Jordan, let the hair down." I was like, "Fuck it!" And everyone pulled all the blunts out. And I let my hair down, and we we all lit blunts, and we were all just like passing blunts to all these like strangers around us, and we we made so much friends. A lot of those people I still talk to today that I met at that Snoop Dogg concert in Michigan. Wow. Some of them are actually like are from New York and from Philly, and 
I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Big tangent, but fucking <laughs> gin, gin and juice, dude. And the G-Funk intro. Uh. Snoop Dogg bringing us together. I'm telling you. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. Get All it. Right. Get it. Get All it. right, we're on our number ones, guys. Oh, one. shit. Drum roll. Mark Brown, what is your number one? The album that defined my 90s. Defined them. Uh, Clapton, Unplugged. Nice. nice, dude. Yeah, that record. Oh, wow. That's some sad shit. It's some sad you call Mark heaven? Brown sad? Because of Tears in Heaven, bro? <laughs> yeah. That whole record, man, is fucking great, dude. From the from the opening, I had that on cassette, and I played it so much, I, I had to buy another another copy because I wore it out. Like That's dark, from dude. From the beginning to the end, bro, rolling, it closes with rolling in, like, a, like a hot version of Rolling and Tumbling, that old blues tune. So good, man. The band is great. Chuck Lavelle on Alberta. It's so good, man. I don't know. I I just play that album. The the slow version of Layla. You hear you still hear that shit mm-hmm. on the radio, man. It's so good. So yeah, that was my fucking that was my nineties. Clapton unplugged. That's I mean right. that's, that's awesome. fucking solid. Tears in heaven. I mean it's a great song, but that's not that's not my favorite song. No, I d- I just like to say tears in heaven. Some of the like he does like malted milk like that old blues tune. He does he does nobody knows you when you're down and out, which is cool. Like that's such a great, Dang. such a great fucking record, man. So good. That that's a good record. You know, good choice. Definitely, Luke. All right, Lukey Dukey, go ahead. I don't know why I keep See doing my- that. Just Luke Farrakhan. <laughs> Lukey uh, yeah, Lukey, <laughs> Lukey that's Dukey. That's cool. I just mine like is work. is Brown Sugar, D'Angelo. Oh, oh shit! I forgot that was in the nineties. Baby girl. Yeah. <laughs> I think I discovered D'Angelo pretty late in the game, only like a couple of years ago. And obviously, the Voodoo record is the one that it's kind of his like summer record. But then just going back, yeah, dude, every every song on this, and it's similar to the Eric by Erica Badu discussion we had. <laughs> oh my god, love D'Angelo so much. Yeah, so I've been listening to this, listening to this a lot lately, and I love uh, "Shit Damn Motherfucker." I love yeah. this, like, blunt, like, straight to the point, like, why are you messing with my woman? And it's just, like, Dude, he, yeah, he, he ain't messing awesome. with nobody. He's a, the real Dude, he's beetle. straight up. He's like, yo, I got a big hit. I'm the real deal. I write music. I got the best people around me. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Song number seven. Why are you also, messing with my woman? <laughs> like... Like cruising, oh, the Smokey Robinson so, song is so fucking, fucking amazing. Good. Oh yeah, Let that's the music that's in my honorable mentions for Dude, sure. Yeah, uh, so good, so fucking good. I love. Should have been in my top one. ten. I love it's your number one. That's like and like some really cool like guitar chord work too. It's definitely oh my like, god, dude. There's like yeah, an encyclopedia of guitar playing in all those records. Yeah, and it's it's like a lot of um. You know, it's obviously like a lot of you know keyboard and synth stuff, but like the guitar lines on that on that record are yeah. fucking are super clutch. Dude, awesome. You should listen to. Um, I think he did like a Spotify sessions thing. It's called. Yeah. Um, in like two thousand, I forget, fifteen or fourteen or something, and talk about guitar playing. I think it's Isaiah Sharkey. I could be mistaken, but it's twenty fifteen. Yeah. 
Also, Jordan, did you know that Pass the Duchy came out in 1994? Little side note. Uh, yeah, I have that on fucking vinyl, dude. That's hilarious. All right, my number one. It's it's a forty-five too. It's like literally like you just you just put it down once and you just let it play and you're like, okay, next. (laughs) (laughs) It's a classic. All right, my number one is Alanis Morissette's "Jagged Little Pill." Oh my goodness, that is just straight up hits from top to bottom. Great lyrical content, great singing. The band is insane. Um. I couldn't oh, yeah. tell you who the personnel are, but like, and all oh, the effects the, the, on there. The, uh, the, the Foo Fighters drummer. Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. I, I don't know if he played on the record or if he did the tour. I thought he just did the tour. Um, I can look. But no, anyway. He's he's on the music videos. He's on the record. I'm I'm looking. Jagged Little. Well, he's at least in the music videos. I know he's, well, I know he's in the music videos. I just, I'm not sure who did the actual tracking. But anyway. That's my number one. Jordan, go ahead. Give me your number one. Uh, Radiohead, OK Computer. Whoa. Whoa. Did we get a little weird? We got a little weird. Um, Airbag, Paranoid Android, Karma Police, No Surprises, Lucky, um, The Tourist, Climate. Like, this whole record is what... What made me buy effects pedals? This is what made me uh, think about my my lyrics a little bit differently and try to tell stories and hide love songs in weird ways. Radiohead was a was a big part of of my what will like when uh, fuck the two thousands when we do the two thousands podcast. Holy shit, you guys are gonna be like. I don't know. I don't know any of the music in the two thousands. Like, <laughs> I was in a I was in a two thousands band. Like, I was in an alternative rock band. This is my thing. And and Radiohead was um the weirdest of the weird. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah, I actually and they're, to... and they're still they're still the weirdest of the weird. What's the uh, what's the first track? Airbag. Yeah, I listened to that today da- when I was looking up shit. And I've heard that record like in in the back, like someone played it in a car ride or something. But uh, I love it at the end when they do, I don't even know what like, the effects shit like in between. There's like the tune kind of fades out, and then Tom sings, and there's that like crazy like uh, delay switching the knob type vibe thing. Yep. I don't yeah. know, but I was just like, what the fuck? But it all it was all like cohesive. It was like that's the Radiohead last. Two summers ago, I I saw I, I had I've saw him a bunch of times when I was younger, but uh, I went and saw him at Wells Fargo here in Philly, and I went by myself, which was like I think is the best way to see a Radiohead concert. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to like pay attention to anyone or give anyone attention. You <laughs> you you can just like be a part yeah. of the show. It's probably the best way to see any show, really. Um, but. They they played Airbag, and they played with like the they have like a big, huge Moog modular control board, and it's just like he doesn't know what the fuck's about to happen. He's like, ooh, yeah, I'm gonna turn I'm gonna turn this knob. See, that's the cool part is they actually play this shit. Who's that? Johnny Greenwood? Like he plays yeah. this shit live, so it's and like, like a performance. So Obviously. yeah, and and Johnny Greenwood, like his solar records are really fucking crazy. 
Uh, I mean, I could go off on a tangent. Yeah. I love. Have I you love Have you listened to uh, Janoon at all? Yes. Yeah, I just listened to that. That's a fucking cool record. Yeah, and he's got didn't like they, some, some really weird percussion up, stuff. Didn't they open up for Radiohead there? Uh, this year. I thought either this year or the last time they were there, Janoon opened up the show. They maybe maybe they did, but I was like, I I did not see the opener. But you're probably yeah. right. That's very that, cool. That's awesome, man. That's a great choice. Well, there you have it. That's the top ten of Hambone Relays, 1990s. We did it! Yay! We did it! Yay. We got to do honorable mentions real quick, though. Hey, right, and really? we did this in a really like reasonable amount of time. We did it. This this episode was only an hour and forty minutes long. Yeah, that's really good. Most well, episodes about, are about two two plus hours. We're about yeah. to get to Jordan's honorable mentions. This might be another All hour. Right. Dude, our, our 60s and 70s episodes, especially the 60s episode where I got wasted, that episode was like three hours long. I mean, it was amazing. I think it's, I think it's also, I think it's different when we're all like together too. Yeah, it's yeah I was going to say that. Like, I can like look at Rob and make him go, eh, eh, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You're going to pay for that when this is over. I'm going to give you a wedgie of wedgies. Uh-oh. All right. I, like, I love it when you talk dirty. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my hon- here's my honorable mentions. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's, um, <laughs> I don't even remember. Tupac, All Eyes on Me. Springsteen's The Ghost of Tom Joad. And uh, Daft Punk's Homework Record. Nirvana, Nevermind. And uh, the one that Luke said, D'Angelo. I wish I had it in my top 10, mm. but I forgot. Did you know that? A Rage Against Machine does the song Ghost of Tom Joad by Springsteen. Yeah, and then Tom Morello went on the road with Springsteen for about a year and a half, two years. There you go. Okay. And they put a record out. I don't even know why I asked you that. You know. you know. He knows everything, dude. Sp- Rob Springsteen? knows Springsteen? <laughs> <laughs> Springsteen. <laughs> I know that! The squirrel. The squirrel. <laughs> Born to run. Hi there. All right. Somebody else go. Here, I'll go. Um, I'll okay. go. Jordan will go. Um, so I have uh, Brown Sugar from D'Angelo, obviously. I have the Nirvana MTV Unplugged, but that I don't think falls necessarily into our category. Tool, um, Anima from 1996. Nice. That's a, I mean, you know, if you're into weird time signatures, Fiona Apple, Tidal, uh, one of my favorite albums ever, which I think this is going to come like when we at the end of all this, when we talk about our favorite albums is Fuji's The Score. Mm. Oh, yeah, that was. Yeah, that was on there. That's right. So that's like that's my jam. Um, And then as if you didn't know, I used to like do a bunch of all funk, all vinyl DJ shit and. DJ Shadow introducing, um, which was like between Medeski Martin and Wood and this introducing album with DJ Shadow was like the the real the real bring up for me like trying to play weird funk music as a guitar player. That's awesome. the the nine The nineties were a big deal for me. Me too, man. I'm a pro- I'm a product of the nineties, bro. Yeah, me so too. That was man. a decade, bro. All right, yeah, what was your honorable mentions, fair. Mark? Uh, 
I got, I got. <laughs> Oasis. What's the more? What's the story? Of Morning Glory. I oh, solid. Record. I love that record. Um, Weezer. Weezer. Their self-titled record. I was surprised yeah. Weezer didn't make anybody's top ten. It probably I mean, should have been. I used to listen to that when I was like I, in high school. I love that. I album. mean, you know, that's like it's like yeah. I don't know. You finger bang somebody once, and you're like, okay, <laughs> done with you're that. Like, Let's yeah. fuck. Tool, Anima, whatever. Yeah, there it's, it is. How you pronounce it. That's, uh, Nirvana, MTV Unplugged. I used to love that record. Uh, Use Your Illusion 2, Guns N' Roses. Oh, shit. Yeah. And uh, Marilyn Manson, The Antichrist. Okay. Boom. Those, those are my honorable mentions. Question. Does something become Hall of Fame if the second mention is in the... Uh... Honorable mentions? Uh, no. We originally we were gonna do that, but since we didn't keep track of all the honorable mentions from previous episodes, we, no. So it has to Good be. Point. It has to be in your top ten. Good point. All right, Luke, what you I'm, got? I'm really like bummed that I couldn't put the score by the Foodies in there, but you know, I just I just couldn't. Oh, I I'm sorry. I got one one more thing. This this should have made my top ten list because of how much I listened to this record, but it's it's an honorable mention. And uh, Luke reminded me of it when he said uh, the government mule thing. Mule live at uh, Roseland Ballroom, '95. Oh, album, you made us made us listen to that. Yeah, that we listened to that on going going to a gig somewhere, man. That album is yeah, that's awesome. a good one. So fuck, I listened to that shit. I saw them on that tour, and they and they did pretty much that exact set list. And that fucking that opener, it's like it's like a thirty minute. Opening song, and where they you guys are out of their minds. Where they they jam into they end up jamming into Saint Stephen by the Dead, and then they come out of it into into Mule. That that tune, yeah, Mule. yeah. It's so fucking good, man. I love I, I love that record. So yeah, that should Mule, get some listening. Mule rocks. Yeah, and that was when they rocked too. Like I saw them at on uh, Horde tour, uh, Blues Travelers Festival, and. And they were like on the side stage, and there was like a hundred people watching them. Like they weren't huge. They they, they were like, oh, it's, it's this dude who's in the Allman Brothers. Check his band out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And like, dude, so good. They were so fucking loud, and it was just just a power trio. And Alan Woody was playing with them. So good, man. So anyway, yeah, great record. Sorry, that's awesome. No, thank you for sharing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's like a fucking AA meeting. Thank you for sharing. Hi, I'm Luke Farrakhan. I'm glad you shared that. I'm and glad. I'm a disco file. Thank you. Hi, Luke. Thank you so much. Anyone? 24 Anyone hours? Else? <laughs> who, who has my, honorable mentions, Luke? Good. I guess my blood sugar sex magic, because I didn't technically include it. Um, Senior Blues nice is another Taj Mahal record. It's really good. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill is on there. Fuck yeah. Uh, and also, didn't Get Down, the Soul Live record, come out in the 90s? It did, yeah. Yeah, like 90, 98 or 99. I would probably say that one, too. Yeah, that's sweet. I mean, that's, that's awesome. yeah, fucking. The 90s are full of hits, man. All great, I, great, great. I, I've been saying that since we started this shit. I was like, yo, the 90s are going to be fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> For those on the. Uh, the, on I, the I know you can all see me. You can't me right see now. Jordan's face. I know you <laughs> can all see me. Yo, the 90s are going to be fucking hot. And I think the fucking 2000s are going to be fucking crazy, too. Like, I don't know. My list is done. There's some hot shit, dude. Tell me. <laughs> all right, we'll, it, we'll get together again to do the, the, the top know, 10 of the 2000s. We ain't got no Jimmy Smith and, like, some old 
some old, you know, like really good influential shit. But now we're we're getting into the world of artists that were influenced by the stuff that influenced us. Right. Right. So mm. it, it's like it's stuff you might not think about all the time and that we probably all forgot about because we like we just kept listening to the stuff from the 60s and the 70s and the early 80s. But the 2000s like I'm looking at my list right now and like holy shit. I got to make my list still. Me too. <laughs> Yeah, well, we got plenty of time to do it, guys. Hey. <laughs> dude. Dude. That was the basiest belch ever, dude. Dude, check this out. Dude, check <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us, ladies and gents. Thank you so much for listening with us. We'll put out our next top ten soon. Peace. Make sure to stay tuned. <laughs> this is Jordan August, Luke Farrakhan, and Mark Brown, and Rob Tate signing off. Peace. So much fucking big dick on your browser, dude. <laughs> I giant fat chode just right in my face, dude. <laughs> Cold open. <laughs>